Hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I am your host, Jason Napolitano, and I have my co-host on, Mr. Chris Sheridan. How are you doing? Uh, doing terrific today, actually. I like terrific. It reminds me of the 70s. Terrific, yeah. Yeah, everything was terrific. If you go back and watch uh, Woody Allen movies or... <laughs> terrific. <laughs> terrific. That's a weird word when you think about it, because it's kind of like, you know, terror. <laughs> It's like terrifying, but it's so terrifying. Terrific. Like, no, that's not right. Why is terrific good, but horrific is horrific? It's awful. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. So, anyway, this is neither the time nor the place to figure out the etymology of terrific. So, we're here speaking about Emmett Fox today. And this is our 100th episode. So thank you all for joining us along this journey if you've been here with us. And thank you for joining us on this journey if this is your first time hearing us. Uh, Friday, we do our Emmett Fox show. Emmett Fox, of course, a new thought leader of the 20th century. Um, one of the people involved with the, you know, the ideas of mind science, what's now called like the law of attraction, things like that, that whole movement. Uh, so using the mind basically to make your life better. Is the, is the idea thinking thinking and using the using your mentality your visualization and so on to create a different way of living and that's what we're talking about on all of our shows really in different ways uh, so Emmett Fox had a really great way of, of getting down to the heart of things with these nice little uh, one page or half page messages in this book uh, that we're looking at find and use your inner power uh, today's is called personality excuse me that's the wrong one. We were going to do that, but we're not doing that. We're doing Great Sacred Cow Do Not Touch, which is a fun title. Uh, so thank you again for joining us. We're here every Friday with an Emmett Fox show. And then on Sunday, we have our Cosmic Eye show as well, which is a lot longer. Uh, we go more in depth into esoteric, psychological, metaphysical subjects, etc. Uh, so join us for that as well. Uh, so I'll start and then, uh, and then Chris will read and then we'll do our, our, our discussion on this. So, great sacred cow, do not touch. The searchlight of truth must be brought to play upon every phase of your life if you want complete all-round demonstration. No corner must be overlooked. You must be prepared to reconsider everything in your life from top to bottom in terms of your new understanding. Beliefs, habitual activities, home and business arrangements, family relationships, all must be revised from time to time. If present arrangements are of long standing, that is no reason for allowing them to continue, and it is an excellent reason for revising and changing them for the better. Most people have certain sections of their lives where, for various reasons, mostly unknown to themselves, they do not wish to make any changes. These places are set aside and surrounded with an aura of spurious sanctity, like the sacred cows of the East, which are considered too holy to be touched. But this kind of thing has to go. If you really mean business about regenerating your soul and body, there must positively be no sacred cows in your life. Nothing must be considered too sacred or too long established for revision, reconsideration, or usually best of all, flinging out altogether. The sacred cow is the most deadly form of the sin of idolatry. Nothing is truly sacred but, our, but your own indwelling Christ and the process of his awakening. Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. 
Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. That's a great line. All right, first of all, I want to say no offense to our Hindu listeners, if we have any. Uh, we're not knocking the idea of cows being uh, sacred, but we're looking really at the symbolic idea. This is more of the metaphorical idea of having an idea, having an idea that you can't examine, an idea that you hold so sacred that you won't even ask any questions about it, right? So that's, uh, you know, that's the first thing we want to talk about. Do you have anything to add to that? Well, yeah, those are the parts that become so defended. Those are the ones that we don't want to change. Or a lot of times we don't even want to look at. Oh, I'm not going there. You know, you want to change this and this and that, but I don't want to change my diet. I want to be healthy, but, you know, I don't have time to meditate. It's like, well, <laughs> like the excuses. Yeah. Uh, reasons we have. I have a disability. You know, I could use that. Or it's my age. Or it's my gender. It's my location or economic thing you know those can be you know surrounded by a defensive position uh, you have to be willing to give up what you think you know maybe about everything yeah yeah exactly and that's what he means by using that term sacred cow it's something and he says great sacred cow do not touch you know so he's kind of riffing on that idea uh you know from that tradition but it's like it's pointing out the fact that it's something within ourselves it's an idea or you know something that we hold on to that we've made sacred in some way that um might not be serving us it might not be serving us and again not to take it literally because that the idea you know of the sacred cow of course is you know is actually a quite a deep spiritual concept but really we're looking at this metaphorical idea these are these things inside us like you said that we clutch to and cling to and hang on to that are not moving us forward and allowing us to make the transformation the conscious the conscious transformation that we need to make um, in our lives because we won't examine certain areas, let's say. So it might be, for example, that, you know, that we would create something like, like if we're an addict, you know, that part of our life is an unassailable thing, you know, the, the, the drinking or the, you know, the drugs or, or whatever, you know, the sexual uh, compulsion or whatever, you know, maybe our addiction of choice um, might be one of our quote unquote sacred cows. It might be something that we're hanging on to and it really is actually destroying our life. Um, so, you know, we have to be able to examine those things with, with clear light. It might even be ideas that we think are constructive, like, you know, I'm staying at work every day for 12 hours because I think that that's, you know, moving me ahead in my career. But really, I'm just a workaholic and I'm neglecting my family and I don't want to deal with my personal life, let's say. So that might be a sacred cow. You know, yeah, I mean? a good point. They could be used or propped up. Yeah. At as reasons to uh, to not grow or keep you in a comfort zone. Usually these sacred cows are the uncomfortable aspects. Yeah, yeah. Ones that, you know, and there's a lot of emotional attachment to them that even if we come up with the right idea or a new way of looking at it uh, or a better thought or some more information and go, well, you know, maybe that's not the best thing it's if there's enough of an emotional attachment mm -hmm. to onto this thing uh it will still be difficult to let go even if you have a bunch of information and a whole bunch of facts because it's based you know its entrenchment is based in a different place and that's more emotional or heart-centered 
so it's not, you know, you have to look at things in a feeling way. How do I feel about this? You have to feel differently about some things mm -hmm. in your life, um, not just think, you know, a different thought. There may actually be feelings and emotions that we're holding on to. Beliefs about ourselves that could be limiting um, or some of these falsehoods, you know, well, if you work hard and, you know, for 30 years, you'll get a retirement pension and a golden clock. You know, it's like that's, if that ever happened, it probably only happened for about 10 or 20 years yeah. in society, but that, that could be a, a paradigm or a myth or, you know, a myth in the pejorative, you know, that it's a falsehood mm -hmm. and it gets repeated. Um, and just to throw this out there, some of these things though, if, if you're really holding on to something and you don't want to question it or you don't want to challenge it, um, look, if it's really all that good and it really, really is working and it is something you do need to hang on to, uh, then that'll become apparent under examination. Mm -hmm. You know, this doesn't necessarily mean throwing everything away. Yeah. But, you know, some things, yes. Other things may need a revision. Uh, but they all need examination. I think that's kind of what he was talking about at the very beginning, you know, the searchlight of truth. Yeah. Must be brought to play on every, you know, phase of your life. So, yeah. You could talk about that, maybe this, this light of truth. What are we shining on our, ourselves? Um, this little new lens. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. Well, and then that last part of it says, you know, you must shine, or the, the searchlight of truth must be brought to play upon every phase of your life if you want complete all-round demonstration. So complete all-round demonstration means that, you know, you're, you're living completely and you're manifesting all of those parts of yourself all you know holistically speaking all those different constructive parts of yourself into your into your life in a positive way that being you know financial abundance and you know spiritual abundance ecological abundance you know beautiful family life you know all these different areas that you want to bring this, this these demonstrations that's a new thought term uh, into your life you know those demonstrations you want to create healing you want to create you know um, compassion in your heart, things like that. Those are all demonstrations of this truth that he's talking about. And that searchlight of truth must be brought to play upon every phase of your life. You know, so you've got to look at your, your social life, your friendship, your family life, you know, the things that you believe religiously, spiritually, scientifically, philosophically, you know, and shine that searchlight of truth on all those things. You know, how do you do that? Well, and you've got to study, study the wisdom, study the ancient wisdom, look within, take time to reflect on things, you know, experiment with things, but be open that the biggest thing really, I think that he's saying is be open to questioning the things that you hold as being, you know, sort of self-evident or, or truth and, and, and question them because, you know, a lot of us carry around a lot of un- unexamined beliefs, all of us do, I shouldn't say a lot of us, all of us carry around unexamined beliefs, whether they're, you know, conscious, conscious, whether we're consciously aware of them or they're unconscious, you know, our culture provides us with these things, you know, whether we, we, we ask for them or not, you know, we're like swimming in them, basically, we're fish in the water of this particular cultural outlook that we're, you know, raised in. And so, you know, you have to look at those things. And I think another way you know, another important area, you know, you, you think about like these ideas of these different isms or different beliefs, belief systems, different intellectual or academic structures. Um, all of these things would be, 
you know, things that we hang on to and may unconscious, you know, our political affiliations. All of that stuff has to be examined in the light of truth. In the light of truth. And there is a truth, you know, there is a truth with a capital T. And that's, you know, it's one of these popular things now to, to say there is no truth. You know, it's all subjective. And yes, you know, life is subjective when we live it out, but that does not mean there's there's no truth. You have to you have to look for it and understand that it is possible to achieve it. So I'm sorry, I think I might have interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh no, yeah. And um, you know, this this truth. Uh, maybe evolving. What what was true for you? Maybe you had everything perfect, <laughs> and we're living authentically. And you examined every bit of your life, and you were approaching it holistically, and everything was true, and you were living by that. Well, you know, even that can change, or the conditions of living of the time. Um, maybe some philosophy of life from twenty years ago uh, may still, even if it was one hundred percent on. Uh, it may need some revision. You're different now. The world's different now. It doesn't mean it's, it was faulty then. It was perfect then, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it may not, it's still not beyond um, the ability to question or examine right now. And even science, you know, there's, I know there's, you know, crazy theories and things, you know, there's, oh, the earth is flat. We've been lied to. Um, you know, I think you can, you know, go, go nuts with questioning things. But if, even if you take something like science, like um, you know, Dar the Darwin theory of, of evolution, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a sacred cow. Actually, science is filled with sacred cows. Yeah. Um, it's you know, a, a, a long-standing theory or a, you know, a well-received or a consensus type of a belief. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I'm not saying question everything, but examine everything. Examine it, yeah. Ask questions about it. You know, there's definite proof for evolution, you know, this theory. Does it explain everything? Well, no. Um, and if there are questions about it or holes in it, instead of trying to defend those holes, that, that's a place to maybe ask questions. Maybe it's partially right. You know, Newtonian physics is, out of favor now for quantum physics and oh that was so three-dimensional um but newtonian physics still works for yes, those things right. that it works for it's not an explainer for everything yeah. but it explains very well the things that it does so it may be that you know this some of these theories or scientific you know beliefs um may need to grow and evolve <laughs> to use that term yeah. as well that's a good point you know and i i uh I think about Ken, Ken Wilber had this, this interesting idea uh, that he talks about where there's, you know, there's this sort of nested hierarchy of truths. He almost looks at things like, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm way oversimplifying his work, but what, one of the ideas is that there's sort of levels, levels of truth and levels of reality, and they all, they all work together and they're interdependent, um, but, you know, they go out in kind of in a level of abstractions, but you know that's that's the thing about about truth is that you know there's this idea that there's there's always there's always a, a greater level to kind of rise up to a great it's a sort of a almost like a spiraling upward spiraling upward of of understanding so it's a dynamic process it's not as if someone's going to come along and say well this is the truth with a capital T and that's our our our, our you know that's it that's the finite word. Although people do try to do that, 
But that does not also mean that there is no underlying structure to the universe, that there's no meaning to it, that there's no spiritual uh, foundation, you know, that there's no intelligence behind this, that it's not moving towards anything, you know, because I do believe those things are under there. But that's where I'm saying it's like those, that's where those higher level truths are found as you sort of spiral upward in your pattern of growth. You move out from your sort of localized understanding of things within your own body-mind experience and then move out to maybe a larger frame of reference and then move out from there. And then might, you might even move up into a more spiritual understanding and sort of an ascending spiral. You know, and again, that's a metaphor, you know, because we're constantly moving and, you know, up and down and, you know, life is never this smooth sort of trajectory. But but there is a movement towards truth if you aim yourself towards truth, but you have to believe that that's possible. And I think one of the great dangers of this very subjective idea today and some of these sort of nihilistic um, postmodern ideas that you know everything is subjective. Yes, on a certain level, everything is subjective, but that also does not negate the fact that people still have to work together and there is a certain underlying cosmological order, even if we can't necessarily always pinpoint it or see it, we feel it within ourselves. We know that something exists. When we go deep within and we meditate or we pray or we have you know, miraculous things that occur or synchronicities that happen or we feel love, we begin to understand like there is more than just this material universe. And so you've got to connect to that part of yourself that understands that, and that's gonna help you shine that spotlight of truth on all these different parts of your life, if, if that makes sense. I don't know, it's a long-winded way of, of saying that, but did that make sense? Yeah, it did, and it even points to uh, not just looking at these uncomfortable parts of yourself, what about on the top level? What about just looking at yourself? A lot of people approach problems of society and even in their own personal lives, uh, with a focus externally. It's this system, it's this school, it's our education, it's the government, it's their food, it's, you know, it's yep. something else and someone else out there. Well, I'm not a racist. Well, I'm not a misogynist. Well, I'm not transphobic or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you still have to look at yourself. Some people just don't even want to look at themselves, period. Sure. So don't shine this light in every little corner. Um, you know, it's, so that's kind of the bigger issue, I think, there that you were, you know, alluding to is that, yeah. you know, it, it, that's, a, that's a certain belief or that's a certain way of looking at things that, yes, maybe some of my problems out there uh, or some problems with another person in my life, uh, I might be responsible for some of that. Or I might be that way in some way. Or I, this is an opportunity for me to look at myself. Uh, that might be foreign to somebody. Or that may be a sacred cow. No, yeah. I'm just looking at the system. I, I'm, who, me? Don't look at me. Yeah. I'm pointing my finger over there. Um, it doesn't mean that over there isn't bad or, you yeah. know, there's a problem. No, you're right. That's a very good point. And, you know... The thing, too, that's difficult and kind of ties this up at the end, you know, with that kind of thinking of out there or my group versus your group or this versus that and all that. One of the things that gets left behind is this idea of what he's talking about, the, the Christ in you, you know, that Christ consciousness, that, uni that unity 
consciousness which exists in each one of us that we all that we all share we're all you know we're all in and of and you know living completely within this 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 spiritual you know universal mind and we're a little manifestation of that that thinks it's this individual ego but really when you move past that individual ego you realize there's only one consciousness moving through everything you know it's in and of and and is the whole totality of of existence you know what they call sat chit ananda in 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 the in the uh in the east and you know it's existence consciousness bliss it's this this one this one unity behind all of this and so sometimes what gets lost in some of these these divisive discussions you know and hanging on to certain ideas and sacred cows that we hang on to we forget that behind all of this there is a there is a unity regardless of what our beliefs are regardless of what we look like regardless of you know which political party we belong to or what have you and i think that that's an idea that's been kind of kind of checked aside in you know in modern times because it's like well show me this you know this consciousness you know show me this unity and the thing is you can't that's a subjective experience of that unity that you know that's something you find within yourself um you know but at the same time there are ideas in quantum physics and ideas in different you know different types of of, of physics beyond, like you said, beyond Newtonian physics that do support the idea of a unified field, that do support the idea of a, a single consciousness, um, and so on. So it's not as if it's it's not out there, mm -hmm. but you know, the first place to look for it is is in there, you know, in here. And so you can do that, like I said, through prayer and meditation and and quietness and you know, communing with nature and and so on, and focusing on on watching watching the thoughts, watching the thoughts and trying to understand who is the witness of those thoughts and thinking about giving yourself a little bit of separation between the feelings that are going on, the thoughts that are coming up, the images are going on and who's actually viewing those things. Are you creating those thoughts? Are you those thoughts? Or are you a witness of those thoughts and those feelings in this body? Kind of, you know, it's, it's a kind of a mind bender. You gotta, you gotta kind of think about that one, so. Well, yeah, you do, and um, and some of this, you know, thinking. You may even have to transcend, you know, logical thinking. You may have to work on intuition and getting uh, inspirations or dream imagery or or things like that to to get this new view. Because I think that's what he's getting at here is is having a new look, and that's what you know, cosmic eye is kind of all about. Is is what kind of light are you shining on things? What is the lens through which your eye is? Um, you know, taking in this world around and the world within and having a, just a new way and, you know, to get to a, uh, you know, just a quick technique um, that I learned actually through the program. It's um, the set aside prayers, you know, please let me set aside what I think that I know about myself in this program and my addiction so that I may have a new experience of myself, this program and my addiction. And that can work with anything, you know. I am willing to look at myself in a new way so I may see something that I haven't seen before. Uh, it's that willingness. And that's, you know, what he's talking about, these sacred cows. That's not, that's saying, I don't have a sacred cow. Okay, there's things that are really special to me. Um, but 
I just want to examine before I go about changing things that are very special and sacred to me. I am willing to take a look at them. I am willing to examine my life or my part in this seemingly external situation that's affecting me. I have a willingness and an openness to have a new experience of my thoughts, my beliefs, and what I hold to be true. Yeah. Wow. That's well put. Thank you. Thank you. That was a nice summation of all that. I think, um, I think you nailed that right there. Thank you for, for sharing that, uh, that set aside prayer. So that's the connection between, you know, I don't know if it came from Fox, but you know, we are talking about Fox and, um, for a long time he was, uh, and still is, um, a, uh, very respected voice of reason in, uh, the, uh, 12 step sobriety, uh, paradigm absolutely and speaking of that we have some listeners right now you know who've reached out to us um and uh you know we know some of you people that are in uh are in the program and stuff are having trouble because there's not meetings and stuff right now we want you to know that chris and i are praying for you and we're holding that space and sending out that positive energy so stay stay on the stay on the path and stay strong uh, we're here for you so I think that's probably going to do it for us today. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, just, I don't know. Just go back to the openness and the, the willingness. And that's a courageous act. You know, it's, it's hard to do, yeah. uh, you know, to let, let that down. Uh, Cause we built it up over our entire lifetimes. This crystallized, you know, shell sometimes of what we think to be true. And it's painful to think, oh gosh, I was wrong this whole time, <laughs> or it was inadequate. And, uh, but that's part of being a strong person is this ability to self-examine and you know, question what you're doing or how you're going about it or the way you think about things. Um, not doubt them necessarily wholeheartedly, but to at least examine them again. Does this fit in my life? Does this fit in the life we're, you know, living now? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I suddenly I was reminded of that that story of you know someone that I don't even remember who told this story, but you know it's like you have your ladder against this wall and you're climbing this ladder of success. You want to make sure that ladder is propped up against the right wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> Otherwise, you spend your whole life climbing a ladder up to something and then. And you realize that, oh, you know, this wasn't the right, this wasn't the right thing for me. I just wasted my entire life um, pursuing something that I thought was important, you know, like material wealth or, you know, or this, this particular, you know, sports, uh, you know, championship or so, whatever. It is. And I'm not saying those things aren't, aren't worthwhile endeavors. I'm just saying, you know, make sure your ladder's propped up against the right wall. So examine those goals too that you have and make sure that they are in line with your true spiritual understanding of who you are and where you're going and what you're trying to accomplish in life and, and question some of these sacred cows that we hold self, self-evident, you know, the idea of, you know, constant expansion and this consumerism and materialism and our addiction to the media and all these, you know, and celebrity and all these ideas. And again, it's not to knock those things, but just examine them, examine them, see how they fit in your life and see if they're, helping you or hindering you see if there's areas where they you know they might be coloring or keeping down some of your own natural impulses to move in a different direction and so on so examine those sacred cows right chris 
Yes, indeed. And it's, it's funny, he almost mixed uh, metaphors here at the end. He says, the sacred cow is the most deadly form of the sin of idolatry, which, you know, according to the Hebrews, is the, uh, the golden calf. Yeah. Golden yeah. calf. I was thinking about that at the beginning of the show. I'm like, this reminds me of the golden calf. I think. Uh, I think he's really more talking about that than anything in. I think in, he is than anything Hindu or actually. Yeah. You know, no, that's a good point. So, look at your golden calves. Yeah, what are you worshiping? You know, this this gilded. Uh, yeah. Idol, because uh, and just to, you know, clarify that you know an idol is when you mistake the object being worshipped for the the thing or the value that you're worshiping. If it's a cross or a holy thing, or you you know you do your yoga pose in a certain way, if that becomes the thing that you're worshiping and you're not upholding and living, you know the spiritual and scriptural truth um, behind the tradition, you know then you're just looking at the the form of a an expression of an idea of something. It's not the thing itself. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean those specific things are not sacred or not holy or not important to you if you're a religious person, but it means you need to examine if you're, if you're holding on to them in a way that is unreasonable and is not, you know, you're not seeing the truth behind it, the bigger picture behind it, the spiritual entity or the spiritual, you know, uh, principle that lies behind that symbol or lies behind that physical object is really really what it's talking about so let's keep that in mind well thank you again for joining us thank you chris great insights today appreciate it so we are here every friday and also on sunday you can check out chris's book the spirit in the sky that's available on amazon or at chrisheridan.com my book is if you can worry you can meditate on amazon or cosmiceye.org if you want to get a hold of us if you have a topic you want to talk about or something you want to hear that uh, you'd like to see us address on the show, please uh, hit us up at info, I-N-F-O at cosmiceye.org, or you can just go to the Cosmic Eye website and click contact us. Uh, that information is on there. So thanks again for joining us. Have a great weekend. Goodbye and God bless. <laughs>